Hey everyone, it's episode 13 on Agronomy Moment. Today we have Scott Dickey back with us in person to talk about late season issues in corn and the critical timing of applying pesticide on soybeans. Before we jump into that, however, this is a good time to announce Bex Hybrids field shows this August. We are planning on attending, and after the great feedback from those of you who attended last year, we are organizing a group to go. This year, due to COVID-19 and the controls the state of Illinois has placed on large groups, the field show we are attending will be in Colfax, Iowa on August 11. We plan to leave August 10, spend the night, and return on the night of August 11. So much research here for the farmer, and I highly recommend you go if you have the time. Let me know if so, and I will make arrangements for your hotels, transportation, etc. Now we are going to find out what our current situation is here in the field. This morning we have Scott Dickey with us here. Uh, we've been out here looking at some corn and soybeans and thought we would kind of dive into a little update here on the crops here as we get into the past mid-season, more into the late season here. And thought I'd ask Scott here a little bit about the corn that we've been seeing out here this morning. Um, Scott, first of all, what are we seeing here in the field here as we get into the late season here right prior to, probably about doe stage? Yeah, you know, it's interesting with some of the rains we've had the last uh, week or so, some some of the fields looked kind of rough a week ago. You know, yep. they're coming around a little bit on grain. You know, it obviously there's some hits in areas from the drought, but yes. uh, in general, things in general look better than they did and what I thought they would look like a week ago with the rain. So, yes. You know, very little disease yet. There is disease present in the fields, but uh, we finally we saw southern rust this morning in your plot, yep. and uh, so that'll be something we watch, particularly in fields that were late planted. Um, these uh, fields that were early planted that are nearing doe, um, probably the risk is m- much more minimal in yep. those fields than the ones that were planted later for southern rust issues, but we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Sure. What about, um, as we thought about being wet early, and as uh, we've corn has matured we went through that dry spell and now we're facing harvest you know i was thinking of some of those late season issues we can sometimes get scott what what are you thinking on that what could be some potential things to watch well it'd be interesting to watch because like today out in the fields uh, we found some premature death plants and uh, when we dug the plants up and split the stalks we're finding crown rot and so with a year like this where we started off really wet and uh not too great. Uh, there was a lot of risk for infection for diseases that could end up resulting in crown rot. So as we progress in the next couple of weeks, getting closer to the harvest time frame here, uh, we'll be watching for stalk integrity, uh, primarily through a loss of the crown, which would reduce flow into the plants from the soil. And that, you know, definitely be yep. something to keep an eye on. Um, and first of all, like on when does that infection again take place? Um, how young is it, the corn? It can happen very early in the plant's like life cycle. Even when it's one or two leaves, V2, yep. V3? Yep, some of these crown rotting diseases can infect very early. Okay, yep. so and with the wet weather we certainly had during that time, and then we had the dry weather, which what does what? How does it compound that? Well, that's that's the next thing, that you know, fields that have a compromised root mass from some of the conditions we planted into or yep. have a compromised crown from some disease, you follow that with drought conditions when the plant's really in need of uh, flow from the root yes. mass from soil into the plant to keep it cool and to finish grain fill, we could begin to see more cannibalization of that lower stalk um, sure. as the plant reallocates resources from the stalk to the ear. So as usual, we always talk about stalk integrity late and keeping an eye on that. Again, this will be another year where we have to really keep our eyes open for stalk integrity as we approach harvest. So if I'm out there here, let's just say it's August the 15th here in oh, another couple of weeks, maybe not even that late. Can I start driving around deciding which fields are a little more at risk for harvest for falling over and 
if that would even be an issue? Maybe it's not, but what if it is? How do you, what do you think on that? So, you know, as we approach harvest within a couple of weeks of harvest, you know, we get into that. Um, when the milk line starts moving through the kernel, which will be not too far yep. down the road here, um, I usually like to get out and walk fields and start pushing on stalks, um, squeezing on the bases of stalks. And any fields where you have a significant number of plants that either break when you push on them or are a little soft stalked at the bottom, it could be a field to target. Yep. Uh, something to keep an eye on as you approach harvest, maybe an earlier harvested field. It's kind of like what I call creating your harvest route, where you, ha- exactly. you start with your fields that are the more more vulnerable. They may not even be an issue, right? We may not get a win, but, yeah, we but may still, be you start um, prioritizing. It's better to plan ahead and you know, hope for the best. <laughs> adapt and overcome. There you go. For sure. So, what also, um, as we close up corn, we feel like I feel like beans are really getting rolling now. We've had a few rains in the area, and they, um, they're getting to that maturity. Where what? Where are we at about this morning on a lot of beans? When, what's the ones we've seen in our plot or field here today? Well, this field was planted in June, correct? Yes. So that's it was right. a, a later, sort of later planted field, and we're right at the cusp of being at R3. Um, the uh, to be R3, you have to have a 3 sixteenths of an inch pod in the top four nodes of the plant. And in the plants we we're looking at today, there is a pod developing at the fourth node down from the top. Is it quite to 3 sixteenths of an inch? Maybe not, but we're yeah. within just a day or so of having an R3 plant in this field that's planted in June. So any fields planted earlier than that, for the most part, are into R3, if not well into it. And R3 lasts roughly 10 days uh, in okay. a soybean's life cycle. And, and that's the sweet spot for us to treat with a fungicide and insecticide mix okay. when we're trying yeah, to treat was, these fields. That so. was my question because I remember seeing that in the Beck's PFR chart that yes, they show the, the very much that R3. I see that a lot in a lot of the terminology. And why do you care to talk about why is that? Like why is it so critical or why does it seem to be the optimum point that well, from insecticide that point on, and all that? The majority this? of our yield is going to be generated from that point on, from the nodes that are yet to develop. And okay. by protecting that plant from here on out, we just can max. We get the highest return on our investment in regard to uh, the timing of application when we treat at R three. Yep. So. So we're at the point where we're late enough that it does good into the end of the season as it feels, but yet we're early enough that we can ward off some either the disease or maybe the insects from. Yeah. So. I like the insecticide component at this time frame as well. Okay. I'm starting to see a lot of adult green stink bugs showing up in fields, and they're just going to be laying eggs, uh, creating that next generation and. We all know the threshold for green stink bugs roughly one per foot a row, and it's due to their piercing sucking mouth part. They direct feed on pods, which can result in direct soybean loss. So that's why their threshold is relatively low compared to many other pests we deal yes. with in beans. And it's it's not a hard decision to make if you feel like you need to make it because I mean for what a couple bucks is sure. what it is, and you can even ground rig it if you feel like you want to do it yourself. And it's not like corn where you have to rely on a plane exactly or something. So um, very cost effective way to protect yield. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, I think that kind of wraps up a couple points I wanted to make as we get late in the season. Um, Overall, when it has come to disease, especially in corn for this area here in my area, we have not had what we had like last year. And 2017 was another bad year for Southern. We don't know yet what Southern will do, but it's just not been as much of a year. And it's been pretty quiet overall. Yeah, in general, we're just not ramping up the disease. There's obviously diseases in fields, but uh, with the drier weather, for the most part, yep. you know, you get in some geographies that have had more rain, it's a little more prevalent, the disease issue. Sure. In this particular local area, it's not too severe for the most part. For sure. Well, I think that gets it for this time. Thanks, Scott. Sure. Appreciate it. So that concludes our podcast today, episode 13. We want to give a special thanks to our guest, Scott Dickey, for his appearance on this show and contributing to this broadcast. He has been a regular contributor to this effort. 
You can find additional documents of what we talked about in the show notes or by reaching out to me, Wendell Cohen. We hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. This really does help us. Find us on our website or on your favorite podcast listening app or on YouTube. My favorites are Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Sounds like BeanPod just turned around. It should be noted that all copyright content in this podcast has been acquired through special permissions and licensing from the proper artists. Feel free to reach out anytime with questions, feedback, or any concerns you might have. This is a production of Top Ag Media. Wendell Cohen was a producer. I'm your show host. Cheers to all of you. Until next time.